We're going to be learning Lukutis Sichas, Chelkiv Zayin, the second Sicha for Perke Aves, Perk Chamishi. This is also a Siyam on Mesachas Aves. It was set on Yutchvat uh, and, and a few following for Brangans. So it was a Mesim of Mesachas Aves. And Mishnais Aves is actually really only five Prak in the sixth Perk, is, which is called Kinyan Tyra, is a Perk which was which is a brisa, which was added later on in order to have six weeks between Pesach and Shavuos that each week you could learn a parak uh, of, of Pirkeyavos. So really the last Mishnah is in Perkei. And if you look at the most Gersois of Mishnais, Mishnais which is in Shas, Mishnais which is in the regular Seder Mishnais, the last Mishnah is Mishnah Chaf uh, Aleph, which is Ben Hei Hei Oimer Lefun Sara Agra, according to the Alter Rebbe's uh, print, it's actually a completion of Mishnah Chav Aleph in the Mishnais, Ben Hei Hei Oyim Lefun Sar Agra is a Mishnah on its own, and, and it's the last one. Now, at the Rebbe, it's a continuation of Ben Bagma Oyim Hatech Ba Hatbat Kuliba, and also in the Rebbe's print, Mishnah there's a Mishnah Chav Beis, which is Hu Oyim Ben Chamesh Shon and Lemikra Ben Esr Shon Mishnah, etc. But that's not in the Shas, it's on Mishnais, and um, according to some, that was also added on to Perikate. It's not originally part of the uh, Mesechah's Avos, but it was added on at a later time. Um, okay, so the Rebbe, his Siyam is actually based on the Siyam, how it is in the Shas and in the Shnai, so therefore he finishes off with Ben Hei Hei Oim Sara Agra. So that's just a quick introduction to the mission we're discussing. So what does Lepun Sara, so we're going to be focusing in our Shir, really on the second part of the Sikh of the Rebbe, which begins in Sith Zion. But we will just give a very quick synopsis of what's being said at the first part, which is that the Mishnah tells us Lefum Tsara Agra, according to the painstaking effort, is the reward. What does that mean according to the effort is the reward? So there's multiple layers of meaning. The most basic level of meaning would be is that according to how much effort you put into a mitzvah or a learning Torah, that's how much reward you're going to get. So for example, you might have a Tamachacham that's able to learn a hundred blots in a day, then you have a simple yid that even if he works all day trying to learn, he could just cover a few lines. So if you look at the quantity, this person did a lot more, the Tamachachim learned a lot more than the simple yid. So if you look at the quantity, you might think the Tamachachim is going to get a much greater reward. So the Mishnah tells you, no, it's not about how much you accomplished, it's about how much effort you put into it. According to the Tsar, so even that simple yid will be getting the reward. As the Rambam actually writes in his Shemayda Prakim, that the most important thing to Hashem is really the tsar, and that could go tsar, the tsar, the inyan of um, how much effort you put into do a mitzvah essay, or sometimes a person has a taiva to, for a verse, and he has a great uh, taiva to do them. And then he, a person is able to control his spirit, and he's able to control his yitzhahara, then that's the greatest nachas that Hashem has. Therefore, the schar that a person gets is according to that tsar. So it could be that two people are holding themselves back from doing the same avera, but the person that's holding himself back, even though he has a great taiva to do that particular avera, is the one who has the greater tsar, and therefore his reward will be greater. And he writes that even more than this, the tzivir of the person is um, that he is that he's supposed to be mitzavel avera. So a person should not say, uh, uh, I would never want to eat basar chazer. Uh, it's disgusting. Rather, a person say, say, yeah, I would want to have it. The only reason I'm not having it is because Hashem commanded me not to have it. The idea is that having a desire to do something wrong, 
is what we are created for, to be able to control those particular desires. So the greater the effort and the greater the Nisayim, that is actually the greater tsar that a person has, and therefore the greater will be uh, the reward. And the, and the Rebbe continues and says that, L'chaira, this that you pay someone according to the schar, that if, if that's what the enjoyment is, meaning Hashem, what our greatest command is, is really about the effort. Hashem's giving us reward according to that, but because that's what he cares about the most, as we see in many places, the chukaisai, telechu, that what Hashem cares about is the melis. So, what's the chiddush that you're going to get schar according to the effort that you put in? The whole basis of schar is based on tsar. So the Rebbe explains that if you're in the Mishnah, the Mishnah says, according to the Tsar, it doesn't specify what type of Tsar we're talking about. So it's not just talking about a Tsar which happens because of the fulfillment of a mitzvah. We're even talking about a Tsar that a person takes on upon himself. Meaning is he takes, let's say, a Hidr mitzvah. This is a Hidr mitzvah, a Tsar to Makayim, a Hidr mitzvah that Hashem never commanded him to do. And the Chiddush is, even for a tsar, a hidr mitzvah, that there's no chiv, you'll still be get rewarded, not according to the uh, outcome of how much you accomplish, but according to the tsar, the effort that you put into the hidr. And then Rebbe says even, a, even one level more than that. But he says even in a situation where a person could take on a hidr, and because of that hidr, unfortunately bad things can happen. Let's say, for example, a person uh, doesn't say bli nether. He does this hidr three times, and he doesn't say bli nether. So because of that, now he's mechuyiv to do this mitzvah going forward. And if he doesn't, then he's basically breaking a, a, a nether and he's doing an aver. So by taking on a hither and he doesn't, he's not careful with it, it could come, there, sometimes a hatsit could come out. And I'm sure there's many examples where sometimes people take on certain hidurim, and because of those hidurim, other mitzvahs or other issues uh, happen because of that. A person does a good deed, and because of that good deeds, there's unfortunately no good deed goes unpunished, as the saying goes. And this is uh, even more so by ger. Ger uh, has no obligation to be Nisgayer. So this is that he is Nisgayer. Now he has the responsibility of doing all Tire Mitzvahs. And if he's not careful about doing the Tire Mitzvahs, and especially if other people learn from him when he's not accomplishing the Tire Mitzvahs properly, he's being Machshal others. So there's a headset that comes because of the Hidr of something that he took upon himself, which, which he wasn't obligated. So therefore, there could be a thought process that, you know what, you're only going to get uh, either no Schar, or you'll maybe get the Schar according to how much you actually accomplished. So the Chiddush is, that no, you're getting the schar according to the effort that you put in. So according to the effort that the ger had when he was in this guy, or the hidr mitzvah that you're doing, even if, if you look at the complete picture, you can see there also was a lot of loss that happened because of this hidr or this person being in this guy. So maybe if you look at the loss, based on how much he was mekayim, it would, uh, he would end up in the negative. So the, tar, the, the Mishnah is telling us, no, the funsar agar, Hashem doesn't look at that. What Hashem is looking at how much effort did he put in, how much painstaking effort did he put in to do this hither or to become a ger, and that's what he's going to get his reward for, regardless of the bad outcomes or, or how much he accomplished. It's the effort that he put into it, which is what matters. That is a quick synopsis of the first part of the, of, of the sicha, very quick synopsis. There's a lot of details, and I encourage everyone, if you didn't learn it, to learn it inside. But the, the shayla that the Rebbe asks is, the Lechayra, this is the end of Pirkei Avis. Pirkei Avis is milsa dichisidusa, so therefore, we would expect the last Mishnah to, to finish with the highest level. After you've done the entire Pirkei Avos, now you're at the highest level of Chassidus. So the last Mishnah should tell us the, the pinnacle of Chassidus. But what does it tell us? It tells us about the union of reward. What it should have done is, even if we're talking about adding Hidr Mitzvahs and all these type of Inyanim, it should have told us that every Hidr Mitzvah 
is gives a nachas ruach, or lefum tsara is the nachas ruach of Hashem. Lefum tsara nachas ruach of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Why does it say according lefum tsara agra? It's talking about the idea of reward. We already learned in the first parak, the third mishnah, that you shouldn't be a, like an eved that's mishamish as a rabbi in order to milkalu pras. So that's already a level that this person's reached, and he's not serving Hashem in order to get reward. So why, when the math last mishnah would express this idea of getting a reward, and, and that's the encouragement that try to take on. Uh, you know, effort, like, don't, don't worry about how much you're accomplishing. Worry more about the effort and try to accomplish as much as you can based on your effort. Uh, it, 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 why stress that it's because you've got a greater reward? should stress because that's what gives Hashem the greater nachas ruach. So to answer this, um, the Rebbe is going to talk about this idea that in Torah mitzvahs, there's a gather of the noisim, the Hashem who gives the Torah, and there's also a gather of the one who receives it. And the Rebbe also discusses this in another place, which is the Hadrin, uh, um, which is printed uh, in um, the, the Haggai Suburim uh, on Haggadah Shal Pesach. It's printed, it's a two-book uh, set. It's printed in the second volume. It's also printed in Chodushim Bir Bishas. This is a Hadrin Lepsachim, where the Rebbe discusses this idea in more detail. I'm going to take some of the concepts from there in order to hopefully clarify what's explain this concept better for, for the purposes of our Sicha. So the Rebbe explains that Hashem, who is the giver of the Torah, there's details of the Torah which are significant, which are still in the ownership of Hashem. And then since Hashem gave us the Torah, there are certain aspects of the Torah which are in our control. Like we have the king in, in that Torah. Just to give an example of what I'm referring to, but how could it be two people having a king in? So we have the concept of a mashkin. When we have a loiv in the mava, so the loiver borrows money, and he gives a mashkin for the, um, for, to, to the malva. That sometimes that can happen at the time of the loan, sometimes that can happen later on, uh, when he doesn't pay the loan, so they take a mashkin, uh, you know, in order to encourage him to pay, basically. And there's different halakhas when, when the mashkin is taken, but the idea is that once the mashkin is taken by the malva, the malva has certain, has a tzas kinyan in that mashkin. And therefore, it's relevant for a few alakas. First of all, it's relevant for Pesach. Let's say the mashkin was an in of chametz. So both the loiv and the malva have an obligation to get rid of that chametz because it belongs to the loiv. On the other hand, it also belongs to the malva. So they both have a chiv to make sure that mashkin, if it's chametz, to get rid of it by Pesach. Uh, another example is that if the loiva is a poor person, so the malva has an obligation to return to him. Let's say it's a blanket. So he has to return the blanket to him each night in order that the leva has the blank that he's able to sleep in. And then the next morning, he can take it back again, that mashkin. So again, we're seeing that there's still a uh, there's still an ownership to the leva, that he still has a lot of ownership, and you have to give it to him when he needs it if he's a poor person. And of course, also if the leva actually pays back the loan, then he has to give back the mashkin. It's not optional. The model can say, I prefer the mashkin, keep your money. No, it's not up to him. It's not his. It's the leva. So the leva says, I want my mashkin. Here's your money. He has to give him back the mashkin. So, of course, the mashkin is still the ownership of the leiva. On the other hand, we find that it's in the ownership of the malva. The example of chametz that I mentioned earlier. Also, we know that um, Shemitah, a person has a loan by Shemitah. If the loan's not paid by the end of the Shemitah year, then the loan gets canceled. But if the malva has a mashkin, then it's considered that he already has a ksas kinyan on the loan. So it's, not, it's, already, it's considered that he already collected the loan in, in, to a certain degree. And therefore, Shviyas won't be mashamit that loan. Another example is that you're not a, if, a, if, a, if the leiva dies and he has kids. So the rule is that when you collect the money from the, the kids of the leiva, you're only allowed to collect from land. You can't collect from movable property from the palpine. 
But let's say the mashkin was movable property. Are you allowed to collect on the mashkin? So Allah is yes, you can. Because since the Malva already had a Sas Kenyan in this mashkin, therefore it's already considered his. So he can collect the mashkin even though it's Matamplin because it already is somewhat his. He already has a Kenyan in this particular mashkin, therefore it's considered his. One last example is that the Malva is actually even able to be Makadish and Isha with the mashkin. That if he's Makadish and Isha with the mashkin, she will be Mukadeshis. And the halacha would be is that when the lawyer wants to pay back his loan, he actually has to pay back the loan to the Isha, and then he can get his mashkin back. But this that he's able to transfer the mashkin and use it to Makadish and Isha, and, and transfer also the loan with it at the same time, shows that he has a Ksas Kingin in the mashkin, that, and he's able to be Makadish a woman with it, because you're not allowed to be Makadish and Isha just with a loan on its own. But with a mashkin, you're able to. Why? Because it's already Ksas Gobi. You're giving her something tangible. There's something tangible which is there. It's already considered somewhat collected. So you're giving her a loan which is already uh, collected and therefore it would be completely given over to her by this. And you can't even be Michael such a loan. The Mali wouldn't be able to be Michael because it's not his anymore. He gave the mashkin to the Isha. Now the loan completely belongs to her. So, so what I'm trying to bring out from here from the idea of the mashkin is that we see that one individual could give something to someone else, but at the time that it's being given over, the, the original individual, the noisin, keeps certain own, certain rights and certain a certain kinyan in it, and same thing, the person receiving it has a certain kinyan in it. So Hashem gave us the Torah. So the shaila is when Hashem gave us the Torah, what exactly um, is the bias of the Torah? Is it Hashem's Torah, and we're in a sense just borrowing it, or is it our bias? It's our Torah. Hashem gave it completely to us, and. The answer is that really depends. There are certain aspects of the Torah that remain in the bylaws of Hashem. There's certain aspects that he gave completely into our bylaws. And then there's the middle area where it's not so clear if it's the bylaws of the person or the bylaws of Hashem. And we'll see some machlekes in between Rabbi Kiva and Yishmol about it. But let's just give some simple examples before we get into that. So where do we see that the Torah is still in the bylaws of Hashem? From because there's a halacha that Torah is not able to makabatuba, meaning is if a person is tameh, He's still able to learn Torah. Ah, you're learning the Torah while you're Tameh. So the reasoning is, is because the Torah is Hashem's Torah. Esh is not able to Makabatuma, so the Torah is not able to Makabatuma. Meaning is the Torah stayed the same. It's still saying in the Bible of Hashem, therefore it's still something which is ultimately something which is uh, from above and therefore cannot receive any Tuma. But on the other hand, we see that the Torah, it belongs to the person. Because we have Allah that you have to give honor to the Torah. And not only do you give honor to the Torah, even a Tamachacham that learns Torah, you need to give honor to him. So what happens if the Tamachacham wants to be Michael on that Kavod? You insult him and he wants to be Michael. So Lachayra, if the Torah is not his, it's Hashem's Torah, then of course he can't be Michael. How could the Tamachacham be Michael on the Kavod of Hashem's Torah? But the halach is that he is able to be Michael on the, the, uh, on, on the Pigi of the Kavod. Why? It's because it's his Torah. So it's his king and it's his property. So you're able to be Michael on any type of damage that's happening to your property. So we see that the Torah does belong to us, and therefore we'll be able to be Michael on that, the, the, any type of COVID, uh, lack of cover that was shown to the Torah. Another example, of course, is that regarding Nitzchuni b'ni Nitzchuni, that the Torah is in the bias of human beings that we decide the Psaq din. So Hashem makes a Psaq din what the halacha should be in a particular case. And B'nai Yisrael, the Beisdin, down here argues the halacha is like the Beisdin. Why? Because the Torah was given into our bias, and we have the decision, we have the right to decide what the halacha would be. 
So here we're seeing these two gedarim. That on one hand, it's still in the bias of Hashem, that the Torah is still Hashem's uh, Torah, and therefore it can never be makabal any type of Tumah. But the other hand, we also see that it's given to our bias, and therefore we have certain rights uh, of the Torah too. But then there's some areas which are gray. An example of this idea. There's a famous Machlikis Rabbi Shmol and Rabbi Akiva regarding how the Torah was given to the Jewish people. So according to Rabbi Shmol, the Kololais number Bissinai protest by that the general mitzvahs, the general ideas, the Kololim, were given at Har Sinai, but the details of the mitzvahs were only given later on, after Rosh Chodesh Nissan, once the oil moid was built, and the Hashem communicated to Moshe the details of the mitzvah, and then Moshe communicated those details over to the Jewish people. So the Kololis were said by Sinai, but the Pratim were only said later on by the oil moid. Rabbi Kiva disagrees, and he says, Kolos upratis namru b'sinai, v'nishna ba'yomayit, meaning is that everything was said at the Kolos, the details, everything was said at Harsin, and then it was repeated again by the Oyomayit. And what's the Svar Samach like this? So, the Svar is like this. Rabbi Shmuel holds that the giving of the Torah was similar to how a teacher would give over his, to, uh, his, his knowledge to a student. The teacher has the, the, all the details. He has everything already in his mind that the concept is already clear but if you would give over all the details to the student the student would not be able to grasp it rather what does he do he first gives the clause he first gives the general ideas make sure the student understands the main concept and then afterwards he goes into the details so he says same thing by higher scene Hashem gave us the general concepts and then afterwards he gave us each concept with its details later on as it became relevant uh, to the Jewish people that particular mitzvah he would give us the details so we'd be able to make Rabbi Kiva, so, so before we get to Rabbi Kiva, so what is Rabbi Yishmael saying? Rabbi Yishmael saying is that the Torah was given in a way that the people, the, the Makabal, are able to relate to it. So Hashem gives the Torah like a Rav that gives it to the Talmud. So the Torah was given over in a way that a Talmud would understand it, meaning that the Makabal would be able to grasp it. Rabbi Kiva says, no, the Torah was given over how it is, like it, how it is by Hashem, how it is by the Naisen. So since the teacher knows all the details, so that's exactly how Hashem gave it to the Jewish people. Hashem gave us the Torah like it is by Him, with all the qualities of all the pratis. So Rabbi Kiva is saying everything was said high Sinai because the Torah was given to us how it is by Hashem. While Rabbi Shmuel is saying no, the Torah was given to us as, as, as a way of a student would, would receive uh, the Torah. Another example, we have a famous Machlaikis, um, Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva, it's actually brought also in the beginning of Pesach Saita, about certain mitzvahs, are they a chiyah for us to do those mitzvahs, or is it a rishus? For example, the mitzvah of saita. So is it an obligation on the husband to be mekaneh as ishtai, or that's a right that a husband would have? He's able to if he's chayshin her. So according to Bishmal, he says it's a rishus. According to Bikiva, he says it's a chayva. Another example would be uh, a slave. According to Bishmal, it says in the Pasuk, that they should serve you forever. So Bishmal says that's a, it's not a mitzvah that la'ilam hem we have the right to keep them as an avid. While Rabbi Kiva says, no, it's a chayva. He says, what's the argument? What's the svar samach like this? It's because also we hear it, there's no clear directive in the Torah. Is this mitzvah how it is, like it is mitzvah the Kabbal, Or is it how it is mitzvah the Nisan? Is it how Hashem would have it? Or how the Nisans have it? So according to Rabbi Shmuel, Hashem gave us the Torah. Meaning it's an our bias. So since the Torah is an our bias, then we have the right to decide, should I do this particular uh, mit, well, it might not even be a mitzvah. Should I do this particular option that Hashem gave me, or should I not? 
Well, according to Rikiba, he says he looks at everything as it is inside the Nisan. So if you look at it how, how it is inside the Nisan, so everything which is in the Torah, we have to assume is uh, uh, that Hashem wants this to be done. He's not giving us the right. Rishos, do you want to do it? Do you not want to do it? But Hashem is giving us the Torah. He's giving us a command, like a, like a master that gives a command to his servant. So it's, of course, the default is always a five. Unless the master says, clearly, we have to assume that everything he's telling us uh, is a five. Another machlekes we see between Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Shmuel is that it says when the Torah was given to the Jewish people, Rabbi Shmuel tells us, it says they responded, when Hashem told them in Mitzvah's essay, they responded, al hein hein, al lav lav. Hashem gave them an essay. They said, yes, we will do this Mitzvah's essay. When Hashem gave them a life essay, they said, lav. We won't do this. We will not do this life essay. Rabbi Kiva argues, and he says, al hein hein. When they said, a Mitzvah's essay, they replied, yes. And Ba'alav Hain, and even when Hashem gave them a license, say they also replied, Yes, we will do it. What's the Svar Samachikis? According to Bishmal, he holds that the Torah was given into our bias. Again, just to reiterate, everybody agrees that there's certain aspects of the Torah which is the bias of, of Hashem, certain aspects which are for sure in the bias of the Eden. But the question is the parts where it's not clear in the Torah, what should we assume is the um, the general approach? Would Hashem have wanted us to do that part of the Torah, Mitzad the Naisen, or Mitzad the Makab. So Rikiva, Rabbi Shmuel holds that it's always Hashem gave us the right. Hashem gave us the Torah. He gave us the Torah by Yafa, that it's always in our Rishos. So he says, what is the, uh, what is the response, Al-Hein, Hein, Ba'alav, Lav? It's because the Torah is being given to us. So what's relevant is how we are fulfilling the mitzvah. So we're saying, yes, we will do the mitzvah. Ba'alav says, we won't do this. It's focusing on the actions of the person. If what he will do or what he won't do. Masha'enkin, according to Rabbi Kiva, he focuses that on these parts of the Torah as it is Mitzvah Hashem. So the main thing is the Mitzvah, the one who's giving the command. So all that the Yid is saying is, yes, I will fulfill your command. It's not, yes, I will do something or I won't do something. It's not about you. It's not about what you're going to do, what you're not going to do, meaning to actually, uh, physically, what you're going to do. But rather, what's relevant is Hashem's giving a command and you as this Eva need to say, yes, I'm going to do it. So whether it's a Mitzvah's essay or Mitzvah's Loisa, say, yes, you're, all you're answering is, yes, I will do the command of Hashem. It's not focusing on how you will do the command of Hashem. That's Rabbi Shmuel. Because Rabbi Shmuel says, everything in the Torah, unless otherwise specified, looks at it inside the Mikabal, the one who's the Yid and how we perceive the Torah. So the way how it's relevant to us, we look at an essay, say, oh, this is something I will do. Or Loisa say, this is something I won't do. Mitzvah Rabbi Kiva, he's looking at it as a, how, how it's Mitzvah Hashem. Hashem's giving a command. So the, when he's giving this command to the Jewish people, what they're supposed to say is, yes, we will fulfill what your commands are. And, and that's why there has an interesting idea that Rabbi Akiva says, Al-Hain, Hain, Ba'alav, Lav. The Shaila is, why is he repeating Al-Hain, Hain? Everyone agrees, Al-Hain, Hain. Rabbi Shmuel said, Al-Hain, Hain, Ba'alav, Lav. And Rabbi Akiva disagrees regarding that, Al-Lav, you're supposed to say, Hain. But everyone agrees, Al-Hain, Hain. So why is he repeating it? So the answer is because Rabbi Akiva, when he says, Hain, Hain, that's actually a different answer than Rabbi Yishmael. Rabbi Shmuel's Al-Hain Hain means, Hain, I will do the mitzvah's essay. According to Rabbi Kiva, when he says Al-Hain Hain, the Hain means that I will, I will, I accept upon myself to do the command of Hashem. That's all that the Hain means. I'm accepting upon myself to do the command of Hashem. Therefore, he repeats it because the Hain of Rabbi Kiva is different than the Hain of, uh, of Rabbi Shmuel. Another example. We have, Does the Torah speak in a way that people can understand? So according to Bishma, he says, of course, the Torah, that the Torah was given to us, therefore the Torah speaks in a way that we're able to understand. 
while according to Bikiva, he says, no, the Torah is speaking as it is, how it is by Hashem. He doesn't speak to the way how it is by human beings. Therefore, according to Bikiva, um, the way how you are, the, when, the, when there's extra words in the Torah, there's definitely some type of Allah or some type of meaning that's being learned from it. According to Bishma, that says the Torah speaks how people speak. So why does the Torah repeat this, repeat this word or repeat this passage? The reason is because this is how people speak. So, as Rabbi Shmuel says, call Parsha Shemishness. It's said one, but then you got to teach another halacha, you repeat the whole Parsha. Why? Because that's how people speak. You, got to, you spoke to a person one time, and then you got to speak to them again a month later. So, you don't just tell them the, the one detail. You tell them, this is how I want this particular job done. You give them all the details, plus all the additional points that need to be done. Imagine when you're hiring a, a worker, you meet with them once uh, and give them the general idea. And when they, before they start the job and you have some additional details, you go over the job and you add those details. To make sure that they know the entire job. Well, according to Bikiva, it's not how it is inside the people, it's how it is inside Hashem. Therefore, when Hashem doesn't need to repeat things or doesn't speak like people, therefore, if there's something being repeated, if there's an extra word, extra idea, it's to tell us another din. Um, the Rebbe finishes off that what's the what, what's what's the this, the root of the machlaik between Rabbi Shemal and Bikiva? He says Rabbi Shemal was a Kaingal. And it says by Kaingal, he blesses his people with Abba. That, that Rabbi Shmuel always looked with Av, he looked at the schus of the Jewish people. So he looks at the Hashem gave us the Torah completely, that's an Arab bias. That Hashem would give us the Torah because of our, his great love for us, he would have given to us as much uh, as possible. Rabbi, Rabbi Kiva was a Ben-Gerin. So therefore, the, the, the Ramam writes in his uh, letter to Rabbi Yager that the Yichus of a Ger is not as much to Avram Yitzhak Yatav as a regular Yer, rather the Yichus is to Hashem. The yichus, that the yichus of the gear goes directly to Hashem. So therefore, his main focus is on Hashem. That it's Hashem's title. So Rabbi Shmuel is looking more mitzad yidin. While Rabbi Kiva, since he's been given his yachas to Hashem, he looks more how it is, how Hashem would uh, want it. So that is by uh, things which aren't clear. If in tzadik, makabah, v'lenesim. But as mentioned earlier, there are many parts of the Torah where it's very clear if this mitzvah is mitzvah the Naisen or this mitzvah is mitzvah the Mechabah. So let's go through some examples. Mitzvah Hashem giving us the Torah, then the person was only created, the whole purpose of the human being and the whole purpose of the Torah is for the person to be Mishamish Hashem. That's how it is mitzvah Hashem. When you're looking at it by the person, when we observe the Torah how we are, we see the Torah is Ashayasa Adam Vachaybahem that we do the Torah, and through doing the Torah, we are able to live. It makes our lives better. So within the Torah, we're seeing, again, both of these gedar. There's one aspect of the Torah, which is to mishamish and to serve Hashem. And that there's also an aspect of the Torah is by, that by serving Hashem, that's actually something which is beneficial for us. We're able to live. Um, an interesting idea the Rebbe brings is that we have three mitzvahs where yarag val yarag. While the other 610 mitzvahs, a person should be over and not get himself killed. He says, what's the varth? He says, because most of the Torah is, is given over to the Jewish people, how we are. So therefore, the default, and this is the Kuli Alma, the default of the 610 mitzvahs is, the Chaybahem, you're supposed to live. So in a situation where it's Kuluch Nefesh, a person is supposed to be uh, the Chaybahem. But by the three mitzvahs of Yar Vel Yavar, those three mitzvahs, Mekuliyamas, stayed more by the Noisim, by Hashem. So, Mitzan Hashem, your whole purpose is to serve Him. 
So therefore, these three mitzvahs, they stay in that same type of framework. That Yari Val Yavin, that your whole purpose is to serve Hashem. And by these three mitzvahs, those, that, 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 that idea that your purpose is to serve Hashem is Begilui. Therefore, you have to be Yari Val Yavin. While by the other 610, what is Begilui? What's the stress by that? The stress of the other mitzvah is Bechaydan, that you're supposed to live. You're supposed to, uh, you're supposed to receive a, um, you're supposed to accomplish. You're supposed to get extra chayis because of them. Therefore, in the situations of Pekuach Nefesh, the mitzvah, Pekuach Nefesh is Deicha. Why is it Deicha? It's not just uh, for side reasons. It's because if you're Deicha, um, if you're, if you're, if you're Deicha in this particular mitzvah, then you'll be able to, you know, if Pekuach Nefesh is Deicha mitzvah once, then you'll have your rest of your life that you're able to do the mitzvah. So you know, don't do the mitzvah one time, and then you can do the mitzvah hundreds of times later. That's not the only var. It's rather, it's the Chaybehem, the mitzvah themselves demand that you live. Part of the gather of the mitzvah is that it was given to your bylist in order to make your life better. So therefore, the Torah itself, it says like, uh, the Sifa we had a few weeks ago, actually uh, by Parshish Yisra already, in Chayv Yuzayin, regarding Shabbos. That we said that by Shabbos, one of the artists spoke about that by Shabbos, the Shabbos itself is saying, Bechaybehem, that you're supposed to be Deicha Shabbos, that the gather of Shabbos itself is saying that you're supposed to save this person's life. So it's not the shot that you're pushing off Shabbos. No, Shabbos itself demands that you save this person's life. So to a certain degree, that's the same thing by all mitzvahs, that the mitzvahs themselves are saying that v'chai behem. Of course, there are chulukei halachis, which that's not the purpose of the sikha, between Shabbos and other types of mitzvahs, if it's doicha, if it's hutra, if it's v'chatkila, okay. But the common denominator is that the Torah is something which is good for the person. Therefore, it's v'chai behem. So when we look at the union of, let's say, the matan tzchar, so the matan tzchar you could also look. Is matan tzchar mitzad noisen, or should we look at matan tzchar mitzad mekabel? So if you're looking at the giver, the one who gives the command, so by the one who's giving the command, the main thing is that the job gets done. I want this mitzvah done. So if the mitzvah is done, that's really all that I care about. If it's easy for you or not easy, the point is that I need the job done. But if you're looking at it how it is mitzad mekabel, the main thing is the tzar. How much, how much effort is this going to cost me? If it's going to take me three, four weeks of work, then I'm going to charge you more. If it's going to just take me a few hours, then I'll charge you less. Regardless, if for you, the, 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 the job that took two hours is much more valuable, while the job that took three weeks is not that important to you. It, you get charged by the effort. So the garden, the Indian of Sari, also see the thing. If you look, Mitzad and Nusim, what should you be looking at? You're looking at what gets accomplished. While mitzad the mekabel, what's the main thing? The actual tsar that a person puts in. So now let's we can also go back to the Indian of something something which is rechuyev bedin. So there are certain mitzvahs that you're rechuyev bedin that you need to do. While there's other things like lefnei mishur sedin that there is no chiyev mitzad Hashem. So if you look at this in a general way, the mitzvahs that you're mechuyev in, those mitzvahs stress more the aspect of the noisin. While lefnei din is basically saying it's a rishos. You don't have to do it. It's completely up to you. So that would be stressing that the Torah was given to our rishos, that we are able to makabal upon ourselves certain good deeds or certain hadurim in these mitzvahs that Hashem isn't telling us to do. So just to recap, is that there's definitely certain parts of the Torah which is the noisin. There's other parts of the Torah which we see it's been put into the gather of the Makabah. The way how the Torah frames this particular mitzvah is mitzad how it is mitzad the one who receives it. And then there's, of course, many things which aren't so clear, and we can have makhlekes with Shemal or Akiva. 
And then within mitzvahs themselves, we can have mitzvahs which stress more the noisen as opposed to the makabal, like Yagral Yavor stresses the noisen, while the other mitzvahs will stress more the makabal that it's v'chaibahem. But within mitzvahs themselves, relative with nimshus adin, the union of a the union of a six hundred and ten mitzvahs, as opposed to a hidu that a person takes upon himself, this that you're obligated stresses the idea of the noisen that you don't have a choice: should I do the mitzvahs or not? You have to do the mitzvahs. Yes, there's an aspect of the makabel in there, It's good for you, and the Torah says you should be doicha the Torah mitzvahs to give you life. So there's definitely within the mitzvahs you've seen this aspect of the makabel. But there's also an aspect of the noisim, which is that you're hyped to do this mitzvah if it's not in a situation of pikuach uh, nefesh. When we look at lefnim shur sadin, we see that in even a greater way that, that it's, that's given into the bylaws of the makabal. He has the right to decide, should I do this particular mitzvah or this hidr or, or not? And this is even more so by a ger, because a ger has literally no obligation to do Torah mitzvahs. He's accepting upon himself to do the Torah mitzvahs. By, by a regular Yid, at the end of the day, there's this idea of a person was created L'sham Ani Nevresi, or Loi Nevresi, two different Gersites. Ani Nevresi L'sham So Ani Nevresi L'sham means that I was created. So there is a Mitzvah of the person, Ani Nevresi, a person was created. But what's the purpose of you being created? Is L'sham So there is Ani Nevresi. But how how do, how do you accomplish the purpose of your creation? How are you going to be most happiest? How are you going to be bishlemus? That's through l'shamish shaskaini. So there is the anina vresi, but the anina vresi is accomplished through l'shamish shaskaini. That's how you reach your shlemish and your ultimate happiness. There's also the idea anina loyne vresi al l'shamish shaskaini that the person wasn't created. What does it mean he wasn't created? It means the person has zero mitzvahs. The whole thing is l'shamish shaskaini. The whole thing is how it is mitzad Hashem. How Hashem mitzad the, the one giving command. The main thing is the command. So the pur- purpose of the person's existence is only l'shamish shaskaini. Then there's the idea of I need loy nevresi. That person has a certain mitzvah, and what's the purpose of his mitzvah? It's l'shamish shaskaini. So, so again, so we're constantly seeing that the way how Hashem gave us the Torah, He's constantly stressing these two parts. That there's an aspect. What's more relevant is the you know say the purity of the Torah. How the Torah is the milmaila. How the Torah is mitzad Hashem. And there's a certain quality in how the Torah is mitzad Hashem. How the Torah is mitzad Hashem is, is the ultimate dvekus uh, and the ultimate level of unity and that, that, we, that, that we can have. That the higher and the more you're able to reveal within the Torah and understand the Torah, how it is mitzad Hashem, that means you're getting closer to Hashem in a revealed way. Of course, the Torah, your Vanasa went down the different levels uh, the Torah, how it is above, is how it is below. But how it is below, it's hidden in the many garments. While how it is above, it doesn't have those garments. So if you're without the garments, you're able to see the king much clearer. So either way, you have the king. But the child is, how clear is your perception of the king? So when you have the Torah, how it is with Tzad Hashem, you're able to more clearly see the Torah, how it is, as the Chachmatze Ritzayin Hashem HaKadosh Baruch The more that it's uh, clothed, and it's more how it is mitzad the then you're able to see how it is mitzad us, how it's relevant to the human being, how it's relevant for the dear b'tachtayim. And the truth is, sometimes the, uh, another sikh the Rebbe speaks about the mail of Rabbi Shmuel and mail of Rabbi Kiva. The mail of Rabbi Kiva, we just explained, you're able to have that perception of Hashem. But there's also mail of Rabbi Shmuel, because Rabbi Shmuel is talking about the idea of dear b'tachtayim. 
he's saying is that if you go to the depth of the tire, the depth of the tire is that Hashem wants to do Ptachlinim. Hashem wants to have a dwelling place. So you're looking at the ultimate purpose, the tainu which is inside tire, which is Hashem wants a dira. And how does Hashem want the dira? Hashem doesn't want the dira only is how it is Mitzad himself. He wants the dira that even the Ptachlinim, how they are Ptachlinim, how we are as individuals, how we have our own Mitzias, that we are Ayesh and we have our own existence and we have our own identities, that even that identity comes to recognize the greatness of the Torah and the greatness of Hashem. So there's always those, those two aspects which we'll, we constantly find in the Torah. That on one hand, a person is always trying to reach higher and, 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 and become more, understand Hashem and become, reveal Hashem's identity. And on the other hand, there's also that aspect is that the Torah has to pervade the identity how you are. So therefore, you're going to constantly find this with Kabbalah and the Noisen. The idea of the Noisen is the person reaching higher, trying to connect to Hashem as Hashem is. And the idea of the Makabalah is, is that the Torah has to pervade us even how we are, Mitzvah, physical, physical beings. And there's a mime of the Rebbe, Kibu Yehudim in Chelek Gimel, look at Chelek Gimel. The Rebbe discusses uh, this, this concept, how it is always Mitzvah the Makabalah, and how it is Mitzvah the Noisen. Just to give one, another example from there. He says the union of the uh, uh, Tzad of learning, uh, let's say, um, doing the 630 mitzvahs, is that the idea of the 630 mitzvahs is that it, it's to purify and elevate us. But when you go to the deepest level of what the Torah is, the deepest level of the Torah is that this is the Ratzon of Hashem. This is what Hashem's desire is. So there's one aspect of the Torah is that the person has to be purified. Another the deepest level of the Torah is that this is the will of God. Also by, let's say, um, the kavana that you have in doing a mitzvah. So one way of doing the mitzvah is just the herbal nasatav. This is this is your nature. And then there's another way of, of having kavana that this is the will of Hashem. What's greater? So the truth is, each one has its mila. When a person's tedva becomes that he is a person that does tire mitzvahs, that's part of your nature. That shows on a very great mirror uh, and purification of the person's body that his body is is a body which is a custom and it's part of its nature to do tire mitzvahs. Doesn't need outside forces to convince it, and you have to force yourself. Your body itself is a body which is refined and is a vehicle for tire. But there's also a type of kavana is that it's completely above you. It's nothing to do with your body or your neshama that and, you know debates. Rather, this is the ratzon of Hashem, so it's completely uh, nothing nothing to do with you. And, and we always want to have those two parts of the tire. That on one hand, it's the essence of Hashem which is being revealed within you. On the other hand, you as the mitzias are the one connecting to Hashem. So you always have these two hebchim, which are, are, are constantly connecting. The, the mata and the maila have to constantly be converging, even though they're, in truth, they're somewhat opposite types of tenuis. One is about the person himself being elevated. The other one is all about Hashem. But a person always, and, and, and the ultimate will be when Mashiach comes, of course, when there will be that ultimate fusion of something which is something which is now we can never have that perfectly because it's either more about Hashem or it's more about us. When the Shriach comes, we have to have the Shlemus of both, that it's completely about Hashem, it's completely about us, and we'll have the perfect Dira. Okay, but based on all that, we uh, understand what we're seeing is that Mitzad the person, Mitzad the Mechabal, what's more important is Tsar. The reward should be based on Tsar, because that's how much effort we're putting in, and we charge, like the worker charges more if, for, for, for the work that, 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 uh, that takes more effort. We're also seeing the union of the Fnim Shirsadin. That's not something which we are commanded to do. Especially the union of Geras is not something which a guy is commanded to be Mgayer. It's something which is the person has uh, takes that upon himself. That's again the Tzad the So when we go back to 
the, the Mishnah. It says the Fum Sarah Agra. And our Shaila was, why would we want to stress in our last Mishnah of the Mitzahta, the Indian of Tsar? Sorry, not the Indian of Tsar, the Indian of Agra, the Indian of War. Shouldn't we be focusing on the Nachas Ruch? The Fum Tsar is the Nachas Ruch that Shem gets. So the answer is, is because the Tzad Hashem, it's not, it's not clear if you would have a nafas ruach for some of our some of our doing. As we explained already at the beginning of the shir, that sometimes a person can take on a hither, a person takes on a nether, and because of that nether, that hither that you took upon yourself, bad, there could be certain bad things which occur because of it. I think the Ramam writes that a person shouldn't be moisif in the darm. Why should it be moisif in the darm? Because it's, a, it's, a, it's enough that has, what Hashem gave you. Fulfill that. Don't take on more in the darm because there's always a chashat. You take on a nether, you might not fulfill the nether, and therefore you didn't avera because you didn't because Rather, he should always do it believe nether. Do what Hashem wants. If you want to add something else, do it without a nether. But still, there's a concept of a nether in the Torah. But a person is the kabbal upon himself. Something. So the shaila is: Does Hashem want you to to do this hither if something bad can happen, or just do the mitzvahs which Hashem says clearly? Same thing with a ger. We when a ger comes to megayer, we actually tell him not to to megayer. Because it could be, the, the, the gerst to Yisrael is like a kasapachat of saras. It sometimes it could cause great issues to the Jewish people by having a gear which isn't completely committed. Um, so therefore, if you look at the nachas ruach, it's actually not so clear. Does Hashem have a nachas ruach from a hither which can cause problems in the future or a gerst which could cause problems in the future? So if you would have just said, l'fum, tsara is the nachas ruach, we can think, fine, that's by certain types of tsar, like let's say a tsar of a mitzvah, Hashem gave you a command, then you, however much tsar you put into that mitzvah that Hashem is commanding you, you'll get a greater reward. But when Hashem, the noisin, is not actually giving you a command to do that, it's something that you're deciding to do, oh, then it's like, a, now you're already in dangerous territory. You know, it's like a husband and a wife. There's things that she asks you to do, and then you get, you know, she'll be happy when you accomplish it. And the more effort you put in, the more she appreciates it. And when you come up with your own idea, then it's, you know, you're in dangerous water if that is something that she likes or doesn't like. So if we just say nachas ruach, it, 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 it's not so clear. Would these things that you're taking upon yourself be considered a nachas ruach? We wouldn't know. But therefore, the Pikri Alva says it, the agra, according to the tsar the agra, meaning is that he doesn't specify what type of tsar we're talking about. It's a tsar which is meant for Hashem. Any type of tsar that is meant for Hashem, you get rewarded. So if we're looking, if we're saying that you get rewarded for any type of tsar, that means Hashem does have a nachas ruach on it. So what we're going to be focusing on, we're going to be focusing on that the person gets reward. Because by focusing on the person gets reward, we're understanding exactly that, that what's going on over here. That A, we're talking about an of tsar. This is something which a person is being makabal upon himself. The tsar, the, tsar, the ultimate level of a tsar, since it says a tsar time, would be even tsar that a person takes upon himself. Agra, the union of reward, reward is always, is more mitzad the union of the person. Mitzad Hashem, Hashem is the king. He, he just wants you to fulfill the command. The reward is something that you gain out of it. The, the person gets a certain gain when he has a reward. But mitzad Hashem, that's not the main idea of, of, of a command. Maybe let's take a moment to explain that. Mitzad Hashem, when he gives a mitzvah, the main thing is the fulfillment of the mitzvah. It's mitzad that the Torah is also given to the Mechablin. It's given also to us. Therefore, the Torah is also good for us. So therefore, there's a, there's a schar. It's given to us that we have a certain mitzvah. We have our own existence. And by fulfilling the Torah, this is something which is geschmack for us. 
So therefore, there's a schar for us. We explained earlier that even within schar itself, there's a, a, a that schar which is mitzad sar, which is more mitzad than the kabbal. While if there's a schar which is mitzad fulfilling of the mitzvah, that's more mitzad the noisin. But the general concept of, of getting a reward is, of course, only mitzad the makabal. The noisin doesn't need you to get a reward. Why do you need to get a reward? That's mitzad you, because this is something which is good for the person. So therefore, when we look at Lafun Sar Agra, we're seeing a combination of a few ideas over here. First of all, we're looking at the tsar of a person, any type of tsar. It doesn't say a tsar or mitzvah. It's any type of tsar that he's doing for the sake of Hashem. And we're talking about the Inyan of Agra, which again is, is mitzad the makabal. Look at what the makabal is getting. And then we're combining these two things together, saying according to the tsar uh, is the agra, meaning is according to the tsar that you put into any type of the finimishurs din or anything extra that you're doing, which you're not commanded, that will be the reward. So we're seeing the Mishnah is telling us that in those scenarios where it's questionable, if you wouldn't know, should I do this? Is this an achas ruach Hashem? He's saying, if you're getting reward for it, that means Hashem wants it. That's mechriach that Hashem does want it. Because if Hashem didn't want it, why would you be getting a reward? So therefore, the the the, the has to say it in this particular lashon that lefum tsara, according to the effort that you're putting in, that's the reward that Hashem is going to give to you. Why? Why would Hashem give it to you a reward in, 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 in according to any type of effort? What if it's an effort that Hashem he doesn't have an achas ruach from? Why would he give you a reward? The answer is, of course, he wouldn't give you a reward if he doesn't have an achas ruach. But this that he's giving you a reward that shows that he does have an achas ruach. So therefore, our south to daitif to think. That, oh, maybe a gear shouldn't be in this guy if he's serious. I shouldn't take on the siddur because maybe something bad will happen. We're saying, no, 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 don't look at it that way. Look at the Futsara Agra, how it is beside yourself. These in Yonun of Mufnimishur Sadin, the Kabbalah upon yourself, extra things, is something that Hashem doesn't, doesn't give you a command to do. This is something that you take upon yourself. But Hashem appreciates it. And He appreciates, you, appreciates it and He gives you a, a sechar, uh, gives you a sechar for it. So I, just to finish off, but should you be doing it for the schar? Didn't we learn in the beginning of Pirkei Ovis that you shouldn't be a, like a person that's mishamish sarabah manas l'kabal pras? So the answer is true. Of course, you're, the, it's not the person. He's not doing the teremitzis in order to get a pras, in order to get a reward. What we're talking about over here is, is how do we know that this, this is what Hashem wants you to have, what Hashem wants you to do. The way that we know that Hashem wants the person to have his own mitzvah, and this mitzvah should be a mitzvah which is bottled to Hashem, even though that's, again, somewhat contradictory, but the idea is that your mitzvah, how you are, you're trying to raise yourself up higher to Hashem, and you're coming upon yourself extra doer and extra chumras. How you know that this is something which Hashem wants is because there's an agra to it, because there's a reward. That means that this is something which is, which is, is ultimately beneficial. This is something which is good. So the extra things that you're taking upon yourself is something which is beneficial. Even how you are in this Oilam Hazah. From this that you're getting a word that's showing that in Oilam Hazah this is something which is uh, beneficial. And therefore, uh, the, the mission of finish, the, the end of the Pirkei Avos finishes off with this Inyan. Because it's talking about the Inyan, or the Pnei B'Shur taking on Choyubim, which are uh, something which you, which you wouldn't need to do. It's the ultimate level of Makabal. And that's why also the mission has talked, it says Ben Heihei. But hey, hey, is hey, it's been Avram and Sarah. Avram had an Avram became Avraham, Sarai became Sarah. There's an A added to each of their names. So Ben Bagmai was a Ben Ger. So therefore, the Mishnah calls him Ben, uh, ben Hey, hey. Also, Ben Bagmai was, but we won't get to that right now. So Ben Hey, hey, he was a Ben Ger, meaning the ultimate level of taking upon yourself an obligation is by Ger. And that's also 
a very strong shash that maybe you shouldn't become a gear, but ultimately the fum tsar agra is the din. And this connects to the beginning of Pirkei Avos. Pirkei Avos starts off with Moshe Kiva Tayyar Messina, Messar Yeshua, Yeshua is a Ganim. So if you look at the whole Mishnah, it's, it's saying how Yeshua gave it, uh, Abraham, Moshe gave it to Yeshua, Yeshua gave it to this Ganim, this Ganim gave it to the Ganim. It's talking about giving. The only exception is it's Moshe Kiva Tayyar Messina. Moshe receives it from Hashem. Why doesn't it say the same type of thing? Hashem gave it to Masra the Moshe, Moshe the Yeshua. Why is it stressing that Moshe received it? The answer is because the Gantz Inyan of Pirkei Avos is the Inyan of Mil Sedich Ultimately, everything that's being said in Pirkei Avos is something which is with Nimishur Sedin. So therefore, right at the beginning of Pirkei Avos, it's telling you that this is, it's, it, it, this is how the Torah is, and it's not how you received it. Moshe received the Torah from Sinai. So therefore, since we received the Torah, we have a bias of the Torah. Yes, there are aspects of the Torah which is still in the bias of Hashem, but ultimately Hashem gave us the bias in many ways. One of those ways are the Indian of the And therefore, we have the Indian of And therefore, there's an Indian of being the common this And even in situations where there's a shash, that maybe something bad will happen, nonetheless, Hashem still wants it.